All right, so chances are it's been a while since you've moved. And as we all know, moving can be either super stressful or super exciting. There are ways to manage the stress. If you just follow the steps we're gonna discuss, ask for the assistance, we'll get you through the journey. You're not alone in this process. Today we're gonna to be talking about moving to Florida, the six steps that you must follow when moving in 2023 to prepare. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name's Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to live, play, eat, sleep, and buy real estate on the Gulf Coast, this is the channel for you. Go ahead, subscribe, hit the little bell to make sure you're notified every time. And if you wanna get your search started right away, go to our nextfloridahome.com, get started on that, or go to our mobile app, our Next Florida Home. Either way, if you don't get all the information that you're looking for in this video or any of the other videos, then you've got to do what everyone else is doing. Call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. All right, so before we get started, I'm going to address Tropical Storm Arlene. It's our very first one of the year. It's three days after the, uh, the season started, and yes, there's a tropical storm. Now it's going away from us. Uh, it's supposed to be a rainmaker, if nothing else, and it's that's a welcome thing for us because we have been so dry for so long. Uh, it's on the news every single morning talking about how far behind we are, so all this rain that we're supposed to get could be a welcome change for us. So we're not gonna see a lot of panic. This is literally a tropical storm, just a thunderstorm is what it really amounts to. Um, so. Wanted to touch base on that because you're gonna be hearing about it in the news and it's not a time for people to start freaking out. It's just a tropical storm. All right, so first, let's talk about expectations. So one of my jobs is to help guide you through this process of moving to a new location, something that you're probably rather unfamiliar with. So we need to talk about your lifestyle, your wants, your needs. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down on an initial Zoom call. This way we'll see each other, be able to read each other's expressions and I'm going to ask you some questions, get some information and start guiding you through that process. Once again, a lot of people don't move very often. So this process, it doesn't change a lot, but there has been some evolution in the way that we're doing things. I'm gonna to touch on uh, six of the things that you really need to pay attention to. They're not going to be very in depth. I'm just gonna to touch on things so you're aware, so that when we get started in this process and have these conversations, you're gonna make, oh yeah, that's right. Craig did say we're gonna do that. Now in this video, we're gonna to be touching on some things that you might already have a uh, little bit of knowledge on, but I guarantee if you watch through all six of these steps, there's gonna be something in there that you weren't quite sure about. Okay, so today my son bust, bust out with dad. I wish we lived closer to a lot of things to do. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, everything seems so far away. Now, the kid has all kinds of access to transportation by two-wheel versions, electric bikes, bicycles, scooters. He gets around quite a bit and he does have a, quite a bit of freedom. Um, he did allow me to uh, get on his Life360 tracking app. So if you don't have that for your kids and you have younger kids or teens that you wanna kind of be aware of where their whereabouts are, get that app, put it on your phone. Um, he was gracious enough to extend that to me and I jumped right on it. But the whole point to, to saying this is that when you're making the decision to find a place, consider the lifestyle stuff. This was a great location for him initially because the ball fields are right behind us, it's close to where his mother lives, and he is very familiar with the area, so it was a comforting feeling for him. Now he's growing and wants access to more things. 
and that's just something we're going to be crossing that bridge uh, soon. He's going on 14. I know in a couple years he's going to be beating me up for a car so that he can go even further away. But those are things that you need to consider when you're looking at an area. What's your lifestyle? What are the things you want to be close to? And build the radius about how far you want to be near those things so that you're not stuck thinking, man, I wish that was closer. So that brings us to step one, research and planning. This is the part that you start doing the initial homework. You're saying, hey, I'd like to move to Florida. That sounds like a good idea. What do you do? You start getting on Google and, and looking for answers. You go on YouTube to ask or to view vid videos about what people have to say about it. And this is where it can get really super confusing because the fact that there, there's a lot of information out there and some of it is accurate, some of it's older, some of it may not appeal to you. And maybe you just can't sit through listening to somebody talk. Like this could be totally annoying you right now, but this is my job to tell you as much as I can about this so that when we get to it, you're better off for it. So this is the time where you're gonna start thinking about um, what are my hobbies? What are my interests? What do I need as far as work's concerned, school's concerned? Am I gonna be flying out of town often? Is it a traveling job? Um, do I need to be close to the grocery stores, the beaches, the highways? There's all these places and considerations to make. And next week, by the way, we're gonna be doing a video bouncing around town showing you some of the things that you could live nearby if you want to. So watch out for that one. Anyway, you want to look at climate because Florida is a big state. The reason why I picked Southwest Florida is the climate. It's subtropical. It's amazing weather here. Yes, it gets a little hot, but hey, that's a small, small price to pay for the rest of the year. Anyway, if you go up north, uh, like my recent trip up to Amelia Island, that was cooler weather up there. And it's in the same time of year. So our 90s here, they weren't 90s up there. And wintertime, they get snow up north. Yes, North Florida gets snow. We're not getting snow here. That's not happening. And if it does happen, there's a lot worse things going on than snow. So a couple of the other things you're going to consider when we talked about schools, I want you to also be very aware these school pickup and drop off lines are super long. I don't know where everybody gets the time to do this. There can't be that many remote workers and real estate agents, but I went down the road the other day and the traffic wrapped around the block. And this is a normal thing. This happens twice a day. And that's just for the one school. There's another school around the corner from that. So this particular neighborhood, if you had to be on that road, you could be stuck behind some of this traffic at times. And you don't want to be the person sitting in that line unless you're somebody that has paperwork to do or you have something else to entertain you. Maybe you're watching YouTube videos while you're waiting. But your choice to do that can be exchanged for a bus route. Yes, my son's been taking the bus for the last couple of years because he asked to do that. And it's just been a blessing for me because I don't have to sit in those car lines. But that's something to consider when you're looking for an area to live in, if you want that extra traffic around you, and if you wanna be one of the people sitting in that line. Obviously on top of this, we need to look at affordability. We need to look at what the neighborhood's gonna offer you. Um, is it gonna fit? Does it have flood insurance uh, attached to it? Um, is it even something that's a, a pleasant neighborhood to look at? You're gonna drive in and out of this thing every single day. So make sure that it appeals to you in all those ways and pay attention to the exposure of the home. You want to be sure when we say exposure here, it's the rear of the home is the exposure. So east is gonna get you the morning sun if you wanna have your coffee with that. Um, north is gonna give you a lot of the northern breezes that come in the winter time. Southern is going to be keeping the sun on your pool all day long, which north will as well. It 
Just is a little bit cooler because it backs up to the north in the wintertime. South is supposed to be the, the premium uh, exposure and then west is unfortunately looked at as one of the worst just because it can get very hot. I'm northwest exposure, it doesn't bother me. I have some shade uh, trees out back that do help, but keep those things in mind when considering your exposure because again, that's your daily life. You're going to experience whatever you choose every single day. Now, if possible, get to the area and visit. And when you have that visit, try to stay in a property similar to what you're interested in getting. So if you want a golf access home, get a VRBO on golf access. If you just want a regular pool home on dry land, rent one of those. If you don't care about the pool, try that out. But try to give yourself a little bit of perspective in staying in the type of home that you are considering because that'll give you a little taste of what daily life will be like. All right, number two, step number two is financial preparation. This is a step that everybody freaks out about because do I have enough money saved? We, do we have to sell the home first or can I just get a bridge loan or can I buy it as a second home and then sell my home? That's a question for the lender. I have a great lender, been using him forever. He's been in business for 30 years. He did my own mother's mortgage, so I trust him, certainly. But this guy is a wealth of knowledge. He will be able to answer all those questions that are gonna be in the back of your mind on the financial side of things. But you're gonna start saving money. If you're gonna rent first, you wanna make sure that you can have first, last, and security deposit money available. You need a down payment in most cases. All these things are gonna apply. Are you coming with a job or not? because that's another consideration. And the lender will tell you why that's important and maybe help you with that decision about whether you sell your home or buy this as a second first. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is it isn't just the mortgage expenses that you're trying to save for. If you're gonna be in a community, you're gonna have an HOA fee. There's going to be um, application fees. There could be background check fees. You have utility connection fees, lots and lots of fees. Also, you will have a vehicle registration and license changeover. Those are gonna have fees too, right? All these things need to be considered when you're getting ready to make this move and that's a lot of financial stuff to consider. Oh, and the one I almost forgot, the one that you may have forgotten. We don't have basements here, right? Do you bring a lot of crap when you move? If you do, you might want to consider checking out storage facilities. Now, as you might have heard in some of the previous videos, we have gotten so many storage facilities and car washes in the last year or two that it's going to be easier, but you're definitely going to want to check into that if that's something that you're bringing a lot of stuff and you're not certain if it's going to fit in the house. Um, maybe get a three-car garage that could help out. Yes, you can get sheds here. That's not a problem. They're limited in size. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, that we can only get up to about 660 square feet on that. So pay attention to uh, how big. I'll try to attach a link down below for the, um, the city site that'll give more information on that. All right, so step number three, employment and housing. Obviously, it's one of those things that you think, but shouldn't I know if I'm gonna have a job there before I even start thinking about the other stuff? While the job and the housing is necessary at some point to have in place, Again, there are short-term solutions. There are tons of jobs down here. No, they're not all paying the same. So again, I, I hear the comments already. Yes, they could be very specific to um, a certain skill that you've built, a certain education you have, but there are plenty of jobs here as a whole. As far as housing, it's getting better. Um, the rentals, I saw a rental sign up the other day in my neighborhood, which I haven't seen here in the four years I've been here. So maybe it's loosening up a little bit and giving a little bit more opportunity for rentals. 
I'm not going to say that freely and openly until I hear more from other people because my buddy Dom I keep talking about with the, that does property management, he says, again, we move 25 out this month, we have 25 moving in. That's just what it is. Um, the turnover is definitely still there. In any case, um, the reason why the employment part is so important is that if you are not coming with the same company that you were previously and you're not in the same um, business or the same career path that you were when you left, you may have to take a little time to build up the necessary financial documents for the lender to even be able to get the mortgage. Um, if it's a brand new industry for you, it could take up to two years for that to happen. Now there's other loans coming back out again that are really going to stir things up a bit, but remember the rates are a little bit higher for no doc loans, no income, no asset loans, uh, bank statement loans, all this stuff is coming back. But as much trouble as it caused previously, there's still a lot of standards that sit behind that and make it a little more stringent. It hasn't been a problem to this point. Again, it's all new, but the banks are very well aware of what it did last time and they've got extra safeguards in there. But talk to the lender, he'll help you through that process. And the housing, when it comes time to pick one for you, we'll get it nailed down. The house isn't nearly as important as the neighborhood. The homes here, generally, there's a, there's a number of them that are very similar to one another. So once we find that neighborhood that fits your lifestyle and feels comfortable to you, then we'll nail down the home. All right, so step number four, legal and administrative things, yes. So when we talk about legal and administrative things, you have to look at all the services you're leaving behind and make sure they're all disconnected. You wanna make sure that you're doing all the forwarding of addresses, not only from the property, but from any of your financial institutions, investment um, documentation, anything that is important to get to you later, you have to make sure you're notifying everybody where you're going, where should you send the stuff. And I guess that kind of does go back to the housing part, right? Because you have to know where to send it. If that's a problem for you, remember the post office can provide you a box, a post office box so that you can have mail sent there until you find a permanent residence. Now at the same time, we're gonna delve back into again a little bit since this is a legal thing, but this is where you're also going to be looking at making sure you get all your school registration stuff, vehicle registration stuff, uh, driver's license uh, reg uh, changeovers. All this stuff needs to be done in advance. Uh, get your um, insurance for the vehicle. You want to make sure that you are also getting your utility set up. Um, that can be a big problem if you don't get that in advance. Some things, there's a little bit of a delay. Let's just say like your cable and internet. Not a lot of people doing cable these days, but the internet, that can take sometimes, not only days, but weeks to get set up. So try to get that stuff in advance once you know where you're gonna be and get it all set up to avoid the frustration and grief later. Now, when it comes to the vehicle registration and the driver's license, if you happen to be pulled over and it's not done within a certain time frame, I wanna say 60 days, if it's not done, you could get a fine for that. And hopefully you're not being pulled over for being one of the left lane lingerers, right? Because you know how much I love that. Step number five, packing and moving. This is, this is one of those things that I know we get very attached to our stuff, right? There's that box of stuff that I've had packed away for the last three years, but it's really important stuff that I don't ever look at. Put in a box, stuffed away in the corner. Is it necessary to bring? The furniture you're gonna possibly bring along. Is it going to go with Florida decor? Now. Here, believe it or not, we cycle in and out of all the color changes and things as well. Dark cabinets were in for a while. Now the white's coming back. Some people want a coastal kind of a thing. Others want to be more rustic. So it's not that it won't fit. 
It's just that is your style going to change when you get here? Because you're going to be possibly living on the water. You're going to be seeing a lot of tropical plants and things. Is that something that's going to mix well with dark furniture or would it be better with white or light? So keep those things in mind before you tote it along. Every single thing that you're bringing on that move, if you're paying a moving company, they're going to do it by size and weight. So if you can start eliminating now, and maybe you can even make the purchase turnkey or furnished. Difference between furnished and turnkey? Turnkey is literally everything. Sheets, silverware, glasses, plates, everything, unless it is put on an exclusion list. Um, furnished is just furnished. You'll get what kind of is left behind its furniture. So keep that in mind as another thing to consider regarding how much stuff you need to bring. Now regarding the type of move you're gonna do, you can either call a moving company, which be very, very careful and diligent about reading the contract, making sure there's no clause in there that can mess you up. There's been people that have had their stuff held hostage and charged double of what their original rate was, and they were able to because of a clause in the contract. Pay attention to that stuff. The other thing you can do is get a pod. They'll drop it in your driveway. Uh, Gary just did this. Um, I'm helping him sell his home right now, and he had a pod delivered, packed that thing full, and got out of Dodge. Um, wanted to go back north where his family is. Anyway, outside of that, you can get a U-Haul. Do it yourself. That's probably the way I would do it, only because of the fact I like to keep control of things and know where they are at all times. And as much as I don't necessarily like to drive, it's okay in that situation. Number six, step number six is settling in. Some of this stuff might sound a little redundant because it's almost like summarizing what we've talked about, but when you're settling in, there are th some things that you may find out or may have forgotten that we're hopefully gonna address now to have you prepared. All right, so we talked about connecting utilities. We talked about changing over licenses and everything else. We did the address changes so that you're getting all the documentation and all the bills and things that you need. Did you also find a doctor in the area, a dentist? Did you find any specialist that you need? There's a lot of other considerations. Do you have somebody to do your hair and your nails? And well, hopefully guys, you don't need somebody to do your nails, but ladies, those are things that you're gonna want, right? And Facebook is great to ask, who can I go to? But you're gonna get a hundred different answers too. And once again, these are everybody's perception of what is good and bad. Being shared on Facebook can sometimes be a good thing. But as we know, it could be a little misleading at times too. So do your homework, maybe talk to some of your neighbors. You'll start to make friends relatively quickly. And we do have new residence clubs in the area. So if you would like to get in a group of people that are new to the area, just like you are, they have um, certain groups uh, here in Cape Coral, they have the new residence club that each year they'll get that cluster of people that came in. They'll have get togethers and functions just for them. And after a year's time, they kind of set them free and loose and they can keep each other's contact information and continue doing that if they choose. But it's a way to get them introduced into the community with people like themselves that are new here and just looking for other people. And then you're also, as you're settling in, you're gonna be looking for where are some of the best dining places? Where am I going to go to grocery shop? I mean, are you a Publix person where you're willing to pay a little bit more for better quality? Or are you a Walmart person? You just wanna get the best deal. Are you a box shopper? Because we only have a couple of them. We do not have a Costco's in Cape Coral. So you're left with then Sam's or BJ's, which I chose Sam's. I've been there for a few years. They seem to have everything that's necessary. Uh, Costco would be nice just to check out and have nearby, but that is a Fort Myers thing. Um, these things are all things you're gonna learn as you get going here. And you're also gonna be looking for clubs to join. I'm right now in a men's golfing league uh, each week. It's a nine hole league. 
Uh, we pay a fee. We compete each other. Compete against each other. We may or may not drink a few adult beverages, and they have ladies golf clubs too. So join those. There's travel clubs. There's wine uh, tasting clubs. There's all kinds of stuff here to do. There's always going to be something for you to entertain yourself. It's just finding out where it is, how it's going to fit into my life, and when do I even want to get started with it? All right. So that's the six steps that you must do to prepare for moving to Florida in 2023. If you have any other questions, check out one of these other videos. And if you've got a question that isn't answered in those videos and hasn't been answered in this video, do what everyone else is doing. Call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.